Now, Boston College offense in 2022 was was not pretty, but things are going to have to turn around in order for for the BC to have a better season this year. And we're going to look at five guys today, five dudes on this roster that could be set to have a big season on that offense. And we're going to give you one that could be playing himself into the first round of next year's NFL draft. You are locked on Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. Happy Friday, everyone. And we are talking about the offense, a a, a unit that in 2022, just to rehash what we've rehashed a million times already, was one of the worst in the country in a lot of major statistical areas. On today's show, I'm going to look at the top five players in that unit, a unit that lost Easily their number one last year. Zay Flowers, who headed off to the NFL, it's going to be hard to replace him. But we're going to look at five guys that could really step up this year and be those top guys for BC on offense. And one that could play in the NFL draft uh, first round talk next season. So without further ado, let's kick this bad boy off with number five. Number five starts on the offensive line, and that is Ozzie Trapillo. Now, Last year, would you if I if you would ask me last year, did Ozzy Trapillo have a good season? No, he did not have a good season. I, I'd have a hard time saying anyone on that offensive line had a good year. I know Drew Kendall won a All American Freshman Award. That being said, all you, you look at the statistics on Pro Football Focus for any of the five guys here, or eight or nine that played, they all struggled, and Trapillo was no exception. Now going back into you know just just take last year and. And let's look at it, you know, as as it, hopefully just an anomaly. I think the hope is that it is an anomaly, that it was not a, a trend, because if it's a trend, then BC is toast this year. But before last year started, if you talked, we've, you know, we've we've read and, t- and heard various NFL scouts that said that Trapillo was projected to be a first round draft pick if he continued to develop. You know, we haven't seen that development yet. It hasn't happened to the point where I would say he's going to even be drafted at this point. He hasn't done it yet. But when you look at the development of most offensive linemen at the collegiate level, this is the year that most guys take that big step. This is the year where you start to see guys, you know, fill up, understand the offensive scheme, understand their roles and play better. That's a that's one of the first good signs that Trapillo could be taking that next step. That could be, I'm not again, I'm not saying a first round draft pick, but being a good tackle. And I think there's another piece that will help him continue to develop because he is enormous. I you know I've been to press conferences and standing stood next to him. The biggest guy I feel like I've ever stood next to is Trey Berry. Trey Berry was I felt like he was you know I felt like I was standing next to Manute Bull next to him. Trapillo's right up there. Kid's 6'8", 300 plus pounds. He's got all the physical tools to do it. But last year, he was asked to do quite a bit because you had guards that had no idea what they were doing because they were thrown in as either, you know, converted defensive linemen. And I know Dwayne Alec was an offensive lineman before, but he's been all over the place. He's not a consistent offensive lineman. 
but you had guys like, you know, Jackson Ness and uh, Nick Thomas, who was a, a walk on. You had all these guys just cycling in and out. And that could not have been easy for an underclassman like Trapillo. You had guys and you didn't know who's going to know what they're doing on this play. Am I going to have to fix this? Am I going to do that? So last year was tough and he made mistakes too. I'm not, I'm not uh, discounting his, his role in this too, but now you go into this season and next to him, he'll either have Kyle Hergel most likely or Christian Mahogany, an immediate million times upgrade of what they had last year. That is humongous. So you have on one side, instant stability. As long as injuries don't happen, then you have Drew Kendall and yeah, he'll, he should get better. He had a good, uh, you know, Mitch has said he had a good end of last year. You have stability there. When you're, when you're sandwiched around stability, that's going to make your play even better. So we should get to see the true Aussie Trapillo this year and see what all the hype is about. Is he going to be, you know, the next big, you know, Anthony Costanzo or offensive tackle that came out of BC or is he going to be the next Kevin Kevin Pine? I think he's going to be good. I think this is going to be a start of hopefully his ascent into that next next upper echelon of offensive linemen. We'll have to wait and see. Now, when I was talking to Mitch about this, Mitch put uh, Kyle Hergel as his number five, and I, you know, we're go, both going back and forth on this. I I stuck with Trapillo, but Hergel is definitely another one we're going to watch. But we won't be talking about him on this episode. Now. Moving on to number four, I'm going to go into the offensive line, you know, continuing with the offense. We're not going on the offensive line here. We'll go with the running back. That is Pat Garwo. Now get, get him in here uh, with Phil Dracovic. But last year, Garwo was a non-factor. Basically every running back BC had was just a non-factor. And it's not like they didn't try. It's just, they had all the cards start stacked against them. When you had an offensive line that just couldn't, couldn't get a push. Couldn't didn't know their assignments. That, that was just, it was just a mess. So Garwo is going to be a running back that I think um, is going to you know play a big role for Boston College in 2023. This is a guy that yeah I last week said that Alex Broom is going to be uh, the guy that you know leads the team in rushing yards. But it's going to be Garwo that I think that does what BC needs, which is that goal line play, those goal line plays, those third and short type plays. I think he's a physical running back that is going to be able to, when he has that offensive line finally blocking in front of him, we'll get to see what he can truly do. We saw glimpses of it in 21 when he ran for over a thousand yards. This last year was not pretty. Not not completely his fault. This year should be a different story. With a balanced offense, he's going to play a big role. And I'm expecting big things out of Garwo. I have him listed, if you go into Eagle Insider, as the guy I think that will lead BC in touchdowns this year. And there's a reason I picked him. I think he's going to be a guy, when you have one yard to get, when you need two yards, you're going to get that. And he mixes in, and don't, don't sleep on his explosiveness because he's made some explosive plays too. We may be able to see more of that coming up in this upcoming season. So when we come back, we're going to look at number three and number two. I'll give you who I think are, are the next guys, and I'll give you a hint. These next two guys play the same position. We'll get into that in just a moment. But before I want to do that, I want to introduce you to one of our new sponsors, eBay Motors. 
for a championship team, it's all about making sure everybody is playing is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know your part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Locked on BC, I'm your host, AJ Black. And we are only a few weeks away from ACC Media Day. Getting excited. that you know Once ACC Media Day comes, we're, then we're hitting summer practices. The season's right around the corner, folks. We're only in the middle of, of July right now. But you, don't blink. College football is going to be back soon. And I hope you stick along with Locked On BC as we go through the 2023 season together. Make sure to hit subscribe on YouTube, wherever you get your podcast. Give us a five-star rating. It does help us out. All right. On to the next one. And our next two, number three and number two, are two guys that play the same position. So I wonder who you're thinking. You think it's going to be a quarterback? It's going to be a running back? Tight end? What are we going? I'll tell you what it is. It is the wide receivers. And the first one I'm going to give you is Joseph Griffin. Joseph Griffin Jr. has showed up last year in a big way in that NC State game. Of course, he caught the game-winning touchdown against a ranked team. They gave BC its first ranked win against a, a, a win against a ranked opponent in over 10 years. It was a or not 10 years, nine, nine years. It was a big moment for the Eagles. And he did this. And played through most of the season, banged up. He's been injured. He missed all of spring because he's been banged up. He had surgery. So this upcoming summer, we should get our first sightings of a healthy Joseph Griffin. And what that's going to do to this offense is give you that big target that you want. He's 6'4". He can, as we saw in some of those big plays that he made, he's a guy that can go up and get it against any sort of cornerback. He's physical. Um, he's got a good rapport, rapport, uh, uh, connection with Emmett Moorhead as well. I think that's all going to play a big factor. Now, I saw uh, Rivals put up him as the number one wide receiver. I don't think he's going to be that. I don't think I don't see Griffin as your number one. Um, he's going to be a very specific type of wide receiver. I think you're going to use him on the outside and try to make some big plays, but. Uh, you know, if you're thinking big plays versus volumes, yeah, he may be that guy. But I think I think of him as a guy that's going to, you know, stretch the field a little bit and do some things, um, you know, big time closer down the end. Now, when I when I look at Joseph Griffin, what do I project for him for stats? I think he had like 12 catches last year. So he wasn't a huge role for this offense, but I think things are going to change now that you don't have Jalen Gill. Now that Zay flowers is gone. I think you're going to see him start to play a bigger role. And that is going to be what you're going to see, what his abilities are going to be. This is a four star wide receiver, a guy that was very, you know, brought a lot of interest from Ohio state and, and Notre Dame and stayed at BC. His brother's now on the team, Josiah Griffin, I like I, I I think he's gonna add a new dimension that BC hasn't had since CJ Lewis. 
And I'm talking CJ Lewis from a couple years ago before he got hurt, um, which is a big target. Uh, just like I said that Pat Garo is going to play a role down the, down the end zone. I think Griffin's going to be another one. There's something to be said. And we saw it with that NC state catch. When you have a guy that can just go up and get it, that is a valuable thing. And, and Emmett Moorhead, I think has the ability just to get that ball where he needs to, to do that kind of thing. So for me, number three is Joseph Griffin jr. Now, number two, that's another wide receiver. And there's lots of different wide receivers on this roster that could be interesting to watch. But one, I think almost, I almost put as one a as my most talented guy on this roster. And that is a new player that no one, I don't think is getting enough love. I think this guy is not getting enough respect for what he could bring to this offense. And that is Ryan O'Keefe. Ryan O'Keefe is a, you know, if you, if you're just check, you know, catching up on what he can do, he is a wide receiver from UCF. He had 150 plus catches over the last two years. Uh, from what I've heard, he might have more speed than Zay Flowers. Now, Zay Flowers has that unique ability to turn it on and off real bit, you know, at an elite level. So that's different than what O'Keefe can do. But he's going to be the fastest wide receiver you have. Absolutely. So you get him the ball. He's going to get the ball a lot. I'm telling you, he came to BC to get to be part of a pro system. He is good. You know, he's got a great connection with Daryl Wyatt, their wide receivers coach. He's a guy um, that I think that the staff is is really, you know, looking forward to having. I mean, they, they held him out on purpose from the spring game. They, I, you know, you don't want to bubble wrap the kid, but if you could hold him out for a while, you do that, right? Like you don't need to play him if he's potentially going to get hurt. But I think when I look at O'Keefe, I don't see him as a first round draft pick like Zay. But I see this guy as a guy who could get to that national level. He's already a second team all ACC pick from a lot of different sources before the season even starts, before he even played it down in the ACC. Get him the ball. You're going to see some electric plays. I think he's going to probably lead the team in explosive, like 20, 25, 20 plus yard plays. And I expect him to lead the team in receptions too. You saw that in my article on Eagle Insider. I think he's going to get the ball a lot. I think he's going to be uh, the focus for Emmett Moorhead. I think Moorhead is going to look his way just like he did with Zay Flowers, but not to the detriment of the team. So those are some of our, our number three and our number two. In a moment, I'm going to get into my chop choice. The guy that I thought is the best player and the player I think could be in talk to be the number one, not, not, not the one of the top, offensive players in the NFL draft in 2024. You want to hear my thoughts of that in just a moment. This is locked on BC AJ black. Now we were wrapping up a little bit of our discussion on 2022, just a moment ago. And we were talking about how the offensive line was a mess and going into 2022 after the spring game. You, if you remember the spring game, the one play I think everyone remembers of the last two years was the keg stand that Christian Mahogany did after he bowled in for a touchdown that other than the NC state win was probably the highlight of last year. And that was the spring game because just a month or so later, he blew out his knee and he was out for the year. Now this is a guy that was rising up everyone's draft boards before he got hurt. He had pro football focus scores higher than Zion Johnson's in 2021. He, is 6'4", 6'5", 330 pounds. He's enormous, but strong. That's the other piece. Like, he's a big dude, but this dude is strong. 
And he is going to be an absolute anchor for this offensive line. And that is absolutely critical to turning around what happened, that disaster that happened in 2022. Mahogany, I'm telling you folks, you have Zion Johnson. You had Chris Lindstrom. You've had these good offensive Anthony Costanzo in the last 10, 15 years. Christian Mahogany is going to rise and be the same level as those guys. He's going to exit this year with potential of being a first round draft pick. I just saw a um, Jordan, I forget his name from ESPN. He had a mock draft out just this morning or earlier this week, excuse me, that had Christian Mahogany as a first round draft pick going to the New Orleans Saints. That is his potential, but the potential is going to have to live up to itself. He's coming off of major knee injury and he's got, he's got to be able to get himself up to that level. Now, Mahogany is a guy who thinks he's the best. He has that belief and he deserves it. He's played that way. So he's going to have to go out there and show it this upcoming season, show that he can get to be one of the best guards. And if he can do that, if he can be that lock, that anchor on the offensive line, the the he, not only will he be good but the his talent is going to emanate and it's going to infect i hate using that word but it's the only one i can think of when i'm saying this the other offensive linemen around him they are going to get better you're going to see Ozzy Trapillo get better you're going to see Logan Taylor get better and that is going to make BC a better team this team is going to go, and it's so crazy when you think about it as an off, just one offensive lineman. How can that change a team? When you flip from, no offense to the guys from last year, but the, the revolving door that they had at guard to an All-American, he's second team All-American on Phil Steele's list. That is about as big of an improvement as you can get. It, this is like when you talk about improvements in the transfer portal, Getting Christian Mahogany back is like landing a five-star in the transfer portal, but you had him in your own backyard, but credit to the staff. Mahogany got offers to go elsewhere. He stayed at BC and I'm sure friends of the Heights did their job too, to help keep him here. This is, this is the critical piece for BC's 2023 season. Christian Mahogany and the success that he has can take this team to that next level to get them over the hump, to get them to play at a better level than they did, not just last year, but the year before. If he can keep Emmett Moorhead upright, get the help, get that running game going, get his offensive lineman around him better then he is the most valuable offensive player on this roster. No ifs, ands, or buts. That's my thoughts on that. Now, folks have been asking who are some of my honorable mentions here? I said, Carl Hergel. I also had George Takis as one. If he can stay healthy, he could be one. And then finally, Emmett Moorhead. If Emmett Moorhead takes that next step, if he can put together some of the things that he was doing well and, and, and cut down on some of the mistakes that he made, he could be the next one. Those are my guys. These are my five. Do you agree with me? Who do you think are your top five? Leave them in the comment section. Tell me who you think. And make sure to follow me on Twitter at AJBlack247 or on threads if you've done the whole threads thing. We've got that going as well. I hope you do join me over there. It's 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 interesting. A lot of weird stuff, but hey, you can interact more with me. And I'm over at Eagle Insider. You can sign up today and become an Eagle Insider too. Uh, get ready for that season. You know we're gonna you know we're gonna have some great stuff. A lot of our in depth stuff is is for VIPs only. 
uh, after games. Mitch does uh, film breakdowns. We get pro football focus scores. All of that's for our VIP members. I hope you do join us as well. Thank you all so much. We'll be back again next week for another live episode. We'll see you all again soon. Take care, everyone.